Alright, welcome to Films Over Coffee. I am Jared, the sound guy. I'm Adam, the writer. And today we have Daniel McKeever, the actor, with us. Our first guest. Woohoo! Yes. Yeah. That's crazy. So, Don't you feel uh, honored? I do. I, I, uh, I'm honored to be at some part of the list. I don't know how far up I am on the list, but uh, I'll take it. Well, you know, we, we went through many candidates. <laughs> yeah, and, I understand. Uh, so and you uh, were the first one to call us back. That's right. Yes. That's right. There were hundreds of people. But, <laughs> you know, it's like, we know this guy. Uh, so what are you drinking there, Danny? Uh, some delicious Dutch Brothers coffee. Yes, I'm also drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared, is that a coffee mug you got there? I'm drinking iced, key, iced tea from a coffee mug. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. Oh. Now, Daniel, you know... You've uh, worked with us before. You've heard our podcast, Films Over Coffee, before, right? Actually, I haven't. You know, if you guys aren't going to take this thing seriously, uh, this is bullshit. I'm out of here. Wow. Um, okay. So, what um, What do we do? Yeah. <laughs> we'll just cut that in. All right. <laughs> Anyway, so we're here to talk today about you're in a play in the Spokane. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about the play? Of course. Um, it's one of the classic, like, golden age musicals. It's called Man of La Mancha. Man of La Mancha. Yeah, yeah. So basically the premise of the story is um, Don Miguel de Cervantes, the, the writer of Man of La Mancha, he gets thrown into a prison at the top of the show, and basically he's going to be put on trial by his fellow prisoners before meeting up with the Spanish Inquisition. Oh, okay. So, in order to save his manuscript of Man of La Mancha, he has to perform segments from from his manuscript in order to sway the uh, jury, as it were, who are his prisoner peers, in order to... Uh, in order to sway them to not burn the manuscript. So basically, he's on a trial before a trial. Exactly. It's yeah. one. Of, it's a show. It's so basically, it's a play within a play. Yeah, I looked. I looked up Man of La Mancha. I, I'm not familiar with the show. Mm-hmm. I'd heard of it, um, but it got its start in like London or something like that. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's got. It had a Broadway. Uh, yeah, huge Broadway run. run. It's had multiple uh, renewals. I guess is what it would say. Um, for on Broadway as well. So. Now, now we worked with Daniel on our most recent short film, Mercy, um, which I assume was the best time acting you've ever had. Well, of course. I right. mean, it's hard to beat um, beat doing a short film, especially working with uh, you all and then with Jax as well. Overcoffee films. Overcoffee yeah. films. Oh yeah, that's right. I mean, Jared. I mean, what did you you what did you think working with Daniel? Uh, Daniel was great. He's a, he was a uh, professional. Um, Oh, stop it! The uh, oh. the best part about that is you're uh, you're in stark contrast to uh, Jax. I mean, you were very much on book, and that was, you were very predictable, which is nice because when you've got a loose cannon like uh, Jax Russell, you need you need somebody who who doesn't go too far off the book. Otherwise, you're just filming for hours. <laughs> Jax is a loose cannon. We love him for it. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Do you, do you remember any like uh, any stories from Mercy or anything like that that like um, as you know, because that's in the editing bay right now. That should be coming out soon. Should be giving out to some film festivals. Like, is there anything you remember? Was it different working with Over Coffee Films than your other work? Or, well, this really was the first short film that I had been a part of. I, I had been a part of one previously for the uh, Forty Hour Slam that's held in Spokane, um, but ultimately ended up falling through because of uh, sound issues. Sound. Sound. <laughs> I know, right? Sound man. It's very important. 
left. <laughs> we can't all have a Jared on the team. Well, so, that's fair. So, but no. Um, so what do you mean there was a problem with sound? Uh, it was just it, a clerical error, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, mm. There was um, the equipment was not fully prepared in the way that it should have been for the shoot. So. so you're saying some sound didn't get recorded, exactly. and so the film yeah. is kind of, oh, it's terrible. Yeah. You see, yeah. you put all this work in. And just, exactly, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I was able to see the cut of it without the sound, mm-hmm. but which I was excited about seeing this final product of the show, but ultimately it just didn't come to fruition, That's, which is fine. Yeah. Life happens. It happens, so yeah. I can't, I can't yeah. really complain don't, about it. Don't you ever do that. <laughs> you will be fired on the spot. <laughs> I won't. I will fire you. Okay. Uh, so, but like, so this was your first tech, I mean, cause you've done a lot of stage work before. Yes. Tons um, of stage work. So this was sort of your first, you know, full film that is actually uh-huh. going to pan out. Hopefully it will. <laughs> we have to talk to Cody. Fingers crossed. Yeah. We have to talk to our editor a little bit. <laughs> make sure it's good. The sound guy did his part on this one. We'll yeah. Just, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. But, uh, so what was that like? Was that different? Cause you, when you've done so much stage experience, mm-hmm. I mean, what was that experience like? Uh, preparation for this particular one was different than what I've had to do on stage because on stage it's you run the entirety of the show from start to finish which basically we did throughout the production of of Mercy is we started at the very beginning and then ended at the very end which mm-hmm. was which that aspect was very similar but it was the multiple takes and trying to get everything exactly the way that we needed it that was it was kind of refreshing because as a, as an actor it allowed me to do different motivations i guess for different lines of dialogue and stuff mm-hmm. like that so so yeah i mean and it was a do you usually i mean there was just a two-person film mm-hmm. basically two main characters i mean have you done many stage plays where the cast is that small or usually yeah there was one show that i did it was called pete and keely mm-hmm. and it was a two-person show it was me and uh, abby crawford mm. and we were it was over in quarter lane mm. and uh, it was just a two-person show it was the two of us and it was a 23 song musical wow wow Uh, yeah yeah so it was basically it was a very much of um gosh who were the two i'm thinking if you think sunny and Cher, Mm. right before the explosion happened no it's it that's the show got it got it interesting okay um well it was i i know for me it was a joy working with you and like uh so i'm really excited to see man of la mancha so now this isn't like your standard man of la mancha if you've right. seen this the classic version on broadway or whatever this mm-hmm. would be different correct yeah normally it's set in like the spanish inquisition right. times because uh, that's that's what it was written for but this particular change of it was um we set it into a modern era the dialogue all remains the same there is no change in dialogue there's no different um slang or anything like that to make it modernized the only difference is is the way that we the way that we say and the way that we hold ourselves as the characters before we actually get into the play within the play mm. the play within the play is very similar it's set in that olden times with knights and and kings and lords and dukes that portion of it remains the same but outside of that the actual it, it feels very contemporary. It's set inside of a modern prison, mm-hmm. uh, orange jumpsuits. Mm. Yeah, I've seen like the that. pictures. Uh, yeah, and it looks really cool. Like yeah. I'm so psyched. And uh, and in the cast is you enjoy the cast. I mean, it seems mm-hmm. like one of the best casts that I've ever had the privilege of working with. The they each one of them independently is a phenomenal actor, phenomenal singer. So when we all were to come together and to form like this powerhouse cast, it just 
makes the production process so much easier. Now you're the lead in this, right? Yes. Well yes. done. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank and you. Thank you. So Thanks. you're playing the part of Miguel. Miguel de Cervantes. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's yep. so cool. And uh, now, where is this playing? Uh, it's playing at the Modern Theater Spokane. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's downtown Spokane, uh, off of Howard Street. Howard and Second mm-hmm. is where it's at. And I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm new to town. I don't know uh-huh. anything about the modern theater. Uh-huh. Is it like a sort of standard theater? Like, it's actually come a long way. Originally, it was a, a theater production company called Interplayers, but they were starting to go under, and so the new artistical director over at Lake City Playhouse at the time, which is now the Modern Theater Coeur d'Alene, hmm. George Green, he he stepped in and became the executive artistic director at that location. Mm. And with that change, it kind of blossomed the theater into what it's become now. Um, there's a lot more edgy material that's being played there than what there was there before. Um, we just did a show called Wild Party, in which I was part of as well. Yeah, you played was, like sort of an, an insane clown yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. that's so that cool. Was, that, was, that was a little, that was definitely different from any other character that I've played before. Nice. So. Yeah. Was that also a musical? That was also a musical, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of my uh, bread and butter, I guess, is the way to put it. Uh, nice. This is show number 55 for me, and the majority wow. of them are musicals. So. Wow. I mean, uh, so the modern theater then, you would almost say it's kind of like the avant-garde theater in town? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it still plays the classics, but it always seems to make its own twist to make it completely different than what you've seen before. And that's what I love about this theater. That's what I love about theater in general. It's it's taking the standard ideals and creating your own spin on it to make it different. And that's what's in, that's that's what I enjoy as an actor. Audiences love seeing the material that they know, such as Men in La Mancha and, and um, Guys and Dolls, and mm-hmm. you know this the standard the standard golden age musical that everybody knows and loves. But it's when it's when you can take that and then twist it a little bit like like what we're doing with Man of La Mancha rather than keeping it in the standard Spanish Inquisition's time frame where everything is going on bringing bringing it to that modern that modernized feel yeah, so it's just a slight modification, and, yeah. and it just really changes the perspective. Exactly. Yeah, that's really awesome. Now, Jared, I mean, so Jared, I mean, you know something about the Inquisition. You're married. Uh, <laughs> is there, are you pretty excited about seeing Man La Mancha? Yeah, I think it's going to be great. Um, I, I do enjoy a good musical um, as, as a sound man and you a musician. You seem like the kind of guy enjoys yeah. a good musical. But uh, no, I'm excited to see it. it it's... Uh, Every every review I've heard is fantastic so far. So everybody's saying great job. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty exciting stuff. Um, so you've got this great cast, you got this mm-hmm. great theater. Mm-hmm. The play sounds like they've really uh, adapted it well. Uh-huh. Um, so let's talk about you as an actor. I mean, we've yeah. worked with you before. We've gotten a sense right. of you, but you know, I, I don't know everything about what makes you tick as an actor. So, like, I guess one thing I'm curious about is like, ten years from now. Uh-huh. You're still acting. What do you right. want to be? What would your ideal sort of setup be? Would you want to be like a stage actor? Would you want to be doing stage and film? Would you like to get into feature films? What do you? I mean, stage and film would be ultimately where I would like to be in. I like both aspects of it, especially after doing the short film that we did. I was just enthralled with like seeing that whole entire process and, and the different camera angles and, and being a part of that process. I mean, it definitely opened my eyes to like 
this is a whole new avenue that I haven't even thought about doing. Yeah, I mean, I was actually kind of shocked you haven't been in too many films. Because, I mean, I know, I know you have a, a, a long history with theater. So mm-hmm. I figured you would have been plucked out before then. So we were lucky to sort of yeah, uh, be able to pop your cherry in that regard. Yeah, And yeah. Uh, I'll always remember that. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. So here's one for you, Daniel. Um, <laughs> what is your, what's your ideal role? Like, what's, what's one character or one role you would love to play? Yeah, you know, maybe something you haven't had a chance to, like a type of character, something. You know, honestly, I have never been the romantic ingenue inside of any musical that I've ever been in. Really? I, have, I have always been either the evil person or, or the character the, the the comedy the comedy arc of everything, um, Man of La Mancha is probably as close as that I've actually come to when it comes to any sort of romantic ingenue because there there is romantic scenes inside of the, mm-hmm. inside of the play, but uh, but no that specific young hearted mm-hmm. individual following love and and getting that passion in for the first time is that that character I've never had the opportunity of playing. Before. Wow, that, that's that's actually surprising. Um, I get to every week with Jared, so, yeah, that's, so you nice. know, it's, it's uh, chemistry. Yeah. Sparks, yeah, oh, yeah. They just yeah. kind of they edit those more, out in post. <laughs> more yeah. more nervous of sitting in between, you know. <laughs> oh, you didn't you didn't realize what was going I, on? I, for, I didn't read the contract. You didn't you didn't read the Craigslist ad? Dang it! <laughs> um, that's really interesting. So, you, I mean, you haven't had like you haven't made out much on stage. Well, way. there's a difference between having made out on stage and having and being that romantic character right. because even as a villain or as a character you still have those those moments in which which um kissing happens on stage right. I mean, everybody that, needs that, stuff that does happen like in like in wild party there was there was a scene in which um i i was um kissing to make the woman that who was in love with me jealous Ah. That was that was the reason behind the kissing. You are so, so there was evil. no. I know <laughs> he was an evil character. Yeah. So does I mean I is whenever you've been attached historically to, uh-huh. to someone like is that ever been troublesome? Have you ever run into that? Not not to any certain like this is over degree. You know I mean there's 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 always that chance of that conversation. Mm-hmm. But I it, there's always a forewarning. It's like me letting him know. It's like hey, nowadays with with the with with the lovely lady that I'm seeing right now. Oh. I talked to her Kudos. and like and I let her know it's like, "Hey, this is going to happen inside of the show. Are you comfortable with it?" Because if you're not comfortable with it, then I won't do it. You know, and it must be that must be one of the weird things about getting into character like uh because I mean like you can't you can't like, you know, you bore yourself out emotionally in all these other ways, but when you go and like make out with some woman and like your girlfriend's watching, that it, must be. He's like, I'm gonna hold that, up on that I, one. That I would happened, have loved to that hear the during Wild Party. Did it I would really? have loved yeah. to hear the conversation you would have had to have to explain your uh, your uh, entanglement with Jax in our uh, short film. There. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, listen, listen, sweetie, it's gonna get weird. Uh, it's gonna get, it's, it's, it, something's gonna happen. <laughs> I everything's gonna be fine. I guess as an actor, you must have to like be with people who. You know, and, and date people and be connected to people who understand that. Like that's sort of on, in the contract at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, especially with with my girlfriend now, Angela. That's mm-hmm. her name. She she's been supportive and amazing this whole entire time. I mean, she's she's part of the theater scene as well. Oh, so she has that helps. she can connect with that. Yeah, she yeah. can definitely do it. She's a brilliant choreographer. Oh, wow. Um, she just choreographed Music Man over in Coeur for Coeur d'Alene Summer Theater. Cool. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Um, now here's a question for you, um, because there there are things that we think about ourselves, mm-hmm. but um, there's also what people see us as, and so 
when you, you know, when I was a musician, uh, people would always compare me to different singers and all that, and it was never accurate. You know, it would, <laughs> right. it would run a gamut. It would be whoever they liked, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but is there, like, uh, the one I got the most is Bob Dylan, which, okay. which was always yeah. funny. Yeah, I had a big afro and everything. Right. Which it was really funny because when people would say that to me after a show, I'd, I'd say, just to be antagonistic, you know, mm-hmm. surprising, I would say, like, you know, Bob Dylan's known for having a bad voice, right? You know, it's just, <laughs> uh, but so huh. what I'm curious about is do you... When you finish a show and you're in line, mm-hmm. people are talking to you or whatever. Like, do people compare you to a particular actor most often? Not, not as often as one would think. Um, it depends on on which show that I'm a part of. Like during during Wild Party, during the intense intense scenes that I was doing, that people compared me to like a Leonardo DiCaprio at mm. that because of the 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 energy that I was giving off on stage. Okay. But most of the time, look wise. I get compared a lot to like a Tom Hardy. I could see that. Yeah. 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 yeah I'd like to see you with a shaved head. I mean, it's a shame. It's, uh, locked, but, you know, it's not, it's not pretty. It's not good. I tried it one time. Get like a mis- like, misshapen head. Uh, it's not so much misshapen. It's just, I, it's a small head up top and then just kind of, ah, uh, yeah. I got one of those faces and heads. I, I, so. <laughs> I used to shave my head a lot. Just, I don't know why. Um, my hair is not easy to deal with. So, uh, I remember I was working at this restaurant and like I shaved my head. I didn't even think about it. And I was working in a pretty uh, sort of urban restaurant, and so mm-hmm. the the patrons were you know all sorts of races and all that. And when I shaved my head, I'm like, wow, you look like a neo Nazi. It was bad. <laughs> I just, it was it was really bad. And I was uh, sadly more pale than I am now, which is you know impressive. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it'd be interesting. Tom Hardy, okay. Now, are there actors that you base, that, you know, are real inspirations to you? Like, if you had one or two that, when you think about the right way to act, maybe people someone would know, like, other people like that? Oh, um, someone who, I think it more has to do with, along with the direction style that I enjoy of movies, oh, okay. opposed to actual actors themselves. Like, uh, Scorsese is huge inspirations oh. for for me. Mm-hmm. Just I watch all of his films and I and I love seeing the different angles and directions that they take. And then what he's able to pull from his actors is really what I enjoy most because it it I've never seen a film where I was a Scorsese film where I was like, ah, oh, that actor just phoned it in. Ah, yeah. so he gets the most out of his actors. Exactly. And so, like, for you, it's getting the most out of yourself. You see that. And... Exactly. So it's it's finding that inspiration more so than the specific actor that I follow. And... Okay, you don't have, like, models that you... I mean, the, I mean, there's always the classic actors, like like De Niro. De Niro is a fantastic actor. And then there's... Um... Bobby. <laughs> I think about De Niro, and this is going to be bad, but, like, you, you can impersonate De Niro. He's the only actor I can think of that you know, don't have to say a word. You just do that like, you know... The, the face, the face. That's that's all it takes. Yeah, that one, like, the yep. face and the nod. You know, he does like with the squint. Uh, yep. Ah, De Niro. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, of course. Yeah, and it goes with the Scorsese thing. It yeah. does. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Jack Nicholson too. Oh yeah. He's phenomenal. Do you have a favorite I, Jack Nicholson movie? Um. Well, continuing on with Scorsese, I, I enjoy The Departed, but I also oh. enjoy. Kind of out there a little bit, but uh, his character inside of anger management, which is like very different than what I've seen him do. Good call. Outside good of there, call. yeah, he was just, good in that. He, he was really good in that. I think, I, I hands down, the best part of that film. Oh was, yes, yeah. was Jack Nicholson. Oh, definitely. Oh, you mean Adam Sandler's acting wasn't uh, well, award worthy in that one? Well, if I ever meet Adam Sandler, I have to say yes. <laughs> but uh, 
<laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, well, Jared asked, like, is there a part you'd want to play? Now, here's a question. Mm-hmm. Is there a part you would feel really uncomfortable playing? Like a type of character. Yeah. What's, what's like that character a, that just makes you... Yeah, you could hand a script. You want to do the movie yeah, or do a play. You and you're just like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, we're talking, like, uh, Dustin Hoffman and... Uh, um, oh, God, I just lost it. Rain Man? No, what was the one he did with um, uh, John Voight? Uh, oh, the cowboy? The, yeah. yeah. Ur- Urban Cowboy? No. I don't remember. But, but yeah. But is, are there any things that like you just feel really uncomfortable like playing, or are you just kind of open with that? Uh, open for the most part. I mean, there's there's certain characters that I, I don't really like to play, mm. just because of their intent inside of those characters. Like, Bring it back to Wild Party again for me. It was just one of those characters. It was like I. It was hard to walk away and leave the character on stage just because of the impact that it had on me throughout the throughout the run of the show. Yeah, it didn't Heath Ledger kind of talked about that with uh, the yep. Joker? Like yeah. he was. Mm-hmm. Um, In fact, so they've he, all had problems leaving it. Well, except for Caesar Romero. <laughs> well, yeah, well, <laughs> Caesar. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, so for you as an actor, like when you're playing a part, you just. You can't let them go. You're, you're just, you know, you take them home with you. and Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's hard to just leave the character there. But I got some wonderful advice from George Green, the artistical director over at the Modern Theater. Well, who is now at the Playhouse San Antonio. Oh, wow. He recently left. Um, he, he gave me a piece of advice that I'll never forget. The amount of time that it takes you to bring that character to life when you get here is the same amount of time you need to let go of that character before you leave. That's amazing. Does, yeah, he, does yeah, that fall into sort of the method acting approach, or is that just yeah, in general? Yeah. No. Um, I used to, back when I first started, I used to have to think about specific emotions in my life in order to bring out those characters and those emotions. Now it's it's become a lot more natural for me in order to feel those emotions. But with that, it's kind of scary because those emotions just pour out now opposed to having to force those emotions to pour out okay that's super interesting i i mean i'm i have no acting experience so it's fun to hear the perspective yeah yeah well and uh you know i'd like to like to thank you for being with us today oh, of course yeah I, I, I just have one more question yeah, real quick which is just if you ran to joe blow on the street we'll call him uh, jared for example you know some guy who just knows nothing about acting or theater or whatever uh-huh. just you know just pick a name at random uh, Good name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, but if you were going to talk to some guy in the street and may said, "Why should I watch Man of La Mancha at the Modern Theater?" Which is running, you know, the next few weekends, right? Yeah, it runs through July thirtieth. Okay, um, and that's at you can find it at moderntheater.com. Moderntheater.org. Moderntheater.org. Mm-hmm. So some Joe blows on the street. He's 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 drinking tea, not coffee, and. Uh, and, and he You're getting asked, very specific with this joke. Uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get into his character. You know, okay, okay. Yeah, he's, a white, right. he's a White Sox fan, and um, oh man, I mean the right right Sox. If you, if we you know. we are getting way too particular. I know. <laughs> I know. What you see as writers, we get into other people's characters. Other uh, uh, right, right, yeah. right, right, right. So, uh, but so if he comes to you and says, "Why should I watch Man La Mancha?" What would you say? It'll be a different experience than you've ever seen with that show. Even if you haven't seen Man La Mancha, it's. It's much more captivating this time around that, that I feel, because I was part of the production of Man of La Mancha back in 2008, and that's when it was set in the Spanish Inquisition times. Right. Um, but this particular production, 
I think because of the intimate setting, because it's a different stage, it's not the standard proscenium stage, you you are surrounded by the actors throughout oh. the whole entirety of the show. Oh, cool. It's set on what's called a thrust stage, and for people who don't know that, there's the main stage, and it's surrounded by three sides. So there's an audience on three sides of the stage at any oh, given okay. point in time. Uh-huh. Yeah. But the unique part about this production is that they remove the top row of seats in the back, mm-hmm. so the actors have playroom in the back as well. Wow, that's awesome. So you're you you're literally surrounded by actors throughout the whole entire production. It sounds like wow. there's, there's there's music that's really top notch. It's uh-huh. kind of famous for its music, right? Oh yeah. And there's action. There's a there's tension. This 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 a trial. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy's in prison. Like I mean, it sounds and it's got that great you know literary callback. You know exactly uh, to Cervantes. But so that's that sounds really cool. So yeah. I'm excited to see it. Uh, me cool. too. Me too. It's gonna be great. Well, uh, that's kind of all the time we have. Uh, Daniel, thank you so much for joining yeah. us oh, today. Oh, of course. Anytime. And um, once again, you know, uh, if you guys uh, enjoy this, please go please go see the show at the Modern Theater. Um, it's it's going to be fantastic. And uh, Yeah, there's information on Facebook. And we're going to be putting more information on our Facebook page, which you can just look up Over Coffee Films. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and, of course, YouTube. Yep. And, uh, you know, follow us there, and we'll give you more information or point you in the right direction. But, uh yeah. And make sure to leave comments, you guys. Um, let us, you know, especially uh, shout out to Daniel. Let him know, uh, you know, let him know you guys are excited to see it. And um, yeah. 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 And if you've got any suggestions for future uh, podcasts, let us know. Absolutely. Yeah, so for uh, uh, Films Over Coffee, I'm Jared, the sound guy. I'm Daniel, the actor. I'm Adam, the writer. All right. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Adios. Films Over Coffee.